Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Print on Demand cast. We are so excited to have you here with us today for another exciting episode that's a little bit different than what we planned. We'll get into that later. However, you all know that we like to pivot, pivot! and we have the ability to do so. Um, so here we are. Uh, and Travis, if you can't tell if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, if you can't tell, he is wearing his Hawaiian shirt that I'm assuming he got in actual Hawaii uh, while he was there for the last, what, 10 days. So welcome yep. back from uh, Paradise. I'm sure you're real happy to be back in blowy, cold Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> well, your assumption is correct. I did purchase this <laughs> fantastic garment in uh, Hawaii. I was actually like, when we got there, um, you know, I brought a bunch of short sleeve shirts and, you know, button ups and things like that. And, um, last year, I can't remember where, but I think it was like, um, anyway, I, I bought several like short sleeve shirts like this. And one of them was sure. like, just kind of a, eh, why not shirt? It was kind of a crazy, um, I literally have worn it once. It's just one of those really out there shirts. And after I got to Hawaii, I was like really mad that I didn't have it because it had like, <laughs> All of it was kind of Hawaiian-ish, yeah, you know, or Hawaiianese. Yeah. I don't think either one of those is a word. Um, <laughs> and I didn't really have any Hawaiian shirts, so I was like, I got to get a Hawaiian shirt because I mean, yeah. when in Hawaii? When in, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so I bought this. We had a great time. We did, um, we did Oahu uh, for five days, and then we went to Maui for five days. So the first five days was like, you know, we hiked Diamond Head Mountain. We um, did a, another hike to a waterfall uh, on the North Shore, Waimea Bay, Waimea Falls, if you've ever been there. Uh, did the um, Shark's Cove uh, snorkeling up by Waimea Bay. We went to Pearl Harbor, um, had a really nice uh, 2020 Mustang convertible that we were driving around for a few nice. days that we got on Turo. And um, kind of, so we drove all around the island and saw all kinds of beautiful things. So Oahu was like, go, go, go. We had a lot of things going on. Um, and then Maui, we got to the, we, it was more like a resort setting. And so we, yeah. when we got to the actual hotel, we were staying, we didn't have a car booked or anything like that. Um, but it was ridiculously beautiful. And, um, I, if you're in the Facebook group, I posted a, or I, sh I shared a photo of, uh, one mm -hmm. of the first nights we were there from Oahu of a sunset. I should probably yeah. post another one of Maui cause man, Maui was that place was stunning. I showed you the pictures the other night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was just a great time. Um, I, you know, when I got back, I had to say thank you to all the, all the people here at make your mark design just for holding down the fort and um, yeah, keeping sure. everything going. Um, Cause they did a great job. I did, you know, I worked a little bit, but it wasn't more than, you know, half hour, an hour, um, right. you know, once every other day or something like that, just to kind of catch right. up on email and make sure nothing fell through the cracks. But overall, super fun trip. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, we were very relaxed and to your point, very sad and shocked when we got off the airplane, 
Um, <laughs> and it was like 11 degrees and, yeah. um, we, I was in shorts and a flip flops. So, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like preemptively plan when you're going from such a drastic, mm-hmm. you know, locations, you know, we fly out to Brazil in, on March 20th and it's like 90, close to hundred degrees there. Yeah. And so you plan accordingly when you're going there and then plan accordingly when you come back because it's not going to be that way <laughs> when you get back <laughs> to Colorado. It's going to be very, very cold. I, um, mine, was less, mine was less poor planning than it was just rebellion. You know? <laughs> refusing to accept the fact that exactly. you back to life and back to reality. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, glad you had a... A good time sounds like you, you know we we hung out on um was it saturday night we had that a poker night mm-hmm. um which which was a good time and you showed us Very some of some of the pictures uh there and yeah it looks it looked incredible i've never actually been to hawaii uh yet in my life but you know i definitely want to go because it looks incredible so yeah i mean a is great but i would highly recommend maui if you can just kind of go and be at a resort and just hang out yeah. and oh yeah it was so stunning we did a, a sunset cruise saw a bunch of whales got to swim with nice. turtles snorkel with beautiful fish and I, I mean the list goes on there was a luau we did i mean yeah. oh my gosh just That's so much awesome. fun and it was all right there kind of in our resort area so it was yeah it was perfect vacation perfect vacation yeah. That's awesome. And those that are, those of you that have been listening uh, for the last couple of weeks, you now know that the uh, the the bulk episodes that we recorded back to back to back to back to back <laughs> have now come to an end <laughs> right. because uh, Travis is updating us on on Hawaii and the vacation there. So um, <laughs> yeah, man, that's super exciting. Good to have you back. Uh, trying to figure out if I remember how to do one of these things. Cause it's been a while since we've actually recorded something. <laughs> and and now we have to bulk a whole bunch for when you go on your trip. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll try and make it more a little uh, inconspicuous. Uh, so you all don't know exactly what's happening, but, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that that's on the books for sure. Um so yeah, man. Anything else before we get into the the point of interest? Well, I mean, not to keep this waffle session going any longer than it already has, but I do feel like obligated to <laughs> officially celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Super Bowl victory because yes. we had we haven't been able to do that. Maybe yeah, keep it oh, happened. Okay, don't. Okay. <laughs> it was super fun it was it was so crazy because literally if, if you don't listen all the time um chiefs you know won the super bowl on sunday we were up at 5 30 the next morning with a flight out to hawaii yeah at seven something so um quite the turnaround but um yeah, so we didn't wild. really have as much of time to like celebrate and be all excited and like wear yeah. our chiefs gear everywhere but we saw so many people <laughs> like in the airports and at the yeah. hotels and everything. And every time I, I couldn't help myself. I just had to, you know, yeah. say something and say yep. go chiefs or something. That's like how, that. you know, when you see a lot of the, the jerseys around, that's how you know that the chiefs are the new Patriots when the Patriots were, you know, like in the two thousands, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how, you know, um, yeah, we're in law in long beach. We saw so, but a lot of the people we met in long beach were like from Kansas or something. crazy. Yeah, like, we did. Out we of roots. Yeah. yeah like probably two or three people that were just like, yeah, I'm chiefs fan. It was like, Holy, well, what the hell? Um, so yeah, it was, it was wild, but yeah, man, congratulations to the chiefs. Crazy good game. It was close competitive. 
which yeah, is it was. what you want. I mean, that's really what I hate watching blowouts because then it's just not fun. But it was down to the wire, so uh, it was it was a really really good game. So. Um, all right, well, we're going to go into uh, this week's point of interest. Uh, speaking of football, we're going to be talking about uh, something called Kittle, but it's not going to be George Kittle. So all you Niners <laughs> fans can calm down as we go into this week's point of interest. Point of interest. All right, Travis, tell us about Kittle. What is it? Where is it? Why is it interesting? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kittle has actually been on the kind of the radar of a lot of print-on-demand sellers for for a while now. And as a matter of fact, I I feel like there was either in a uh, an email or a Facebook post, someone asked us to do kind of a you know a a deep dive into Kittle and. Frankly, um, it's pretty user friendly. There's not a lot of deep diving needed, honestly. Sure. Yeah, it's pretty um, user intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh it's it's spelled K-I-T-T-L dot com. Um, and um we do have uh, a print and demand cast uh, affiliate link if you do end up, you know, wanting to sign up and check this out. Um, you can go to printondemandcast.com slash Kittle or K-I-T-T-L. Um, and that, you know, gives us a little kickback based on, it doesn't cost you anymore, but, um, you can check that out if you'd like, you can use this forever for free. As a matter of fact, the only downside with the free, and we'll get into the pricing and all that, cause, um, I've got it pulled up here, um, is that the, uh, the actual output that you get or the, the final product when you yeah. download the, the image, it's not, um, the dimensions just aren't big enough really for, um, yeah. solid print on demand work. Um, so anyway, we'll get into that in a minute, but, uh, if you're watching on YouTube or watching on Spotify, you can see my screen here. And these are all of the images that come preloaded with Kittle. That's crazy. And as you can see, they are gorgeous. And the cool thing about this is every image you see here is 100% editable down to the text, the fonts, the back colors, the uh, font colors, the just every piece of these designs. And as I scroll here, you can, I mean, you can just see, it's just so incredible. So um, as kind of way of um, demonstrating or deep diving or diving deeper into this thing, uh, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and type in my, one of my favorite topics, beer, yes. uh, right into this search bar, and we're going to see what it pulls up. Um, you can, you know, obviously use that for whatever they have a trending uh, section here. Skull, coffee, beach, Halloween, vintage, Christmas, retro, Y2K is trending. Wow. Uh, cat, <laughs> dog, and music. Um, so those are the things that are trending, but I don't care because I typed in beer. So Yes. Yeah, that's not a filter. See... You can't find vintage beer design. Yeah. It's not filtering. The, it's not Y2K beer. It's just different categories altogether. But you've got all kinds of really cool, like this is my lucky drinking shirt. And St. Patrick's um, Day. It's coming up. Yep. St. Patrick's Day is, yep, very soon. Um, 
so there's all these different cool, you know, obviously a lot of them are St. Patrick's Day focused because that's coming up. And the people at Kittle keep adding, adding and adding and adding uh, designs to this thing. So yep. um, it's pretty cool. And there's other people that I believe, as a matter of fact, there's a there's one from Detour Shirts. That's our friend, yeah. Gina. Um, and I, I believe you can actually upload and then get something from when people utilize yeah. your shirt. There's probably a kickback there. I don't know the ins and outs of that. Maybe if one of you guys do, you can post in the Facebook group and say, yeah, I've, I've done it. Here's one of my designs or something like that. That would be really yeah. cool. Um, we could, we should reach out to Juna though, and, and just ask him if that's his design right there, which yeah, is pretty cool. Awesome. Um, so anyway, just, I'm going to dive into this kind of simple one here. And you can see once you uh, decide, you can click use this design and it opens up in another tab and then it loads all of the editable elements to that project. Um, so as I click on the different things here, you get a little nice little um, box that kind of shows you all of the things you can do with this particular element that I have selected. So you can change the text. Um, and as you can see here, I mean, Look at all these beautiful, beautiful yeah. font choices. Um, there's so many and they're so cool. So, um, you know, so there's just so many different kinds. You can search, you can do serif for sans serif um, script. You can choose different things. You can even upload your own fonts um, if you have something specific that you want to use. Uh, so um, you can also do these cool like, um, so if I click into this, I can change this. You know, and I can say, um, I like, you know, and then I click off and then it goes back to that. It might be, I might need to change the font a little bit because it's too small. So I can either change the font size by going like that, which, uh, okay, ish, that's, that'll work for now. Um, but I like day and I'm going to change this to drinking, I'm drinking. So I do that and that's way too big. So I can either do the text thing or I can grab this corner here and just make it smaller, drag it up here. Oh, looks like the G got messed up. So I can make this wider. Yep. G appears there. And it's still a little too big. So let's, uh, let's just drag it here. Uh, so, okay. It's got, it's got these. Um, yeah, I got some guidelines there. Yeah, those guidelines. Yeah, nice. so probably a little big on that side, but maybe here ish or so and it looks like you can also do so in that in that uh sidebar there there's uh -huh. up above there there's the center under the right under the border weight oh yeah 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 you so can you could probably it. yeah just click there that it is. and then we'll just bring do the it same right thing here middle. yep yeah that's good and you can i believe you can select multiple things and center all of them as well yep there yep. it is oh don't want to do that so the cool <laughs> is um, command Z and or control Z will work. So I can do that and get right at back to where it looks good again. Um, another cool thing I saw once I select this, you have all these transformations. So you can do like an arc, you yeah. know, and you can make this, you know, not as arched or whatever. And I mean, there's so many things you could do with this thing. So again, I'm going to get that back to, nope, I didn't mean to do that there, that take the arch off. And um, another thing I saw that was kind of cool with this distort feature, if I like make this beer part smaller and maybe drag these down here, I can click, click here, click distort, and then I can grab this corner and like pull it down and, you know, kind of make it go with the image. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. cool. You know, I yeah. mean, 
it may not be exactly perfect or whatever, but um, you can then, uh, you could change your text color if you want. You can change your item color. You can uh, put a border on these things. So you can, you know, and you can change the color of the border. So I want a black border maybe on this, you know, or, um, mug or whatever. I don't know. That doesn't look good. So I'll, con I'll <laughs> command Z it, get rid of it. Command Z again to get rid of the board. Oh, I guess I just slide the border weight down. Um, there's so many different things you can do. The background, um, you can do, uh, I think you can do, I think it's, I think you can export this as a PNG with a transparent background. Um, I'm not sure if you can on the free plan, but let's see. Download. I want a PNG. And then um, to credit Kittle. Yeah, because I'm on a free plan, um, one of their stipulations is that um, I can use it commercially, but I have to give them credit. Um, if yeah. you upgrade to another plan, you don't have to give them credit. So um, like I mentioned, and then again, your max export size is 800 pixels. Yeah, that's not a lot. Um, for, yeah, so it's really not going to work on much. And it looks like um, the remove background is is great out there. So you could probably yep. get a PNG, but it's not going to be transparent. Yep, there it is again. I have to upgrade to get the PNG. It's kind of like Canva in that yep. way. Um, so yeah, so uh, you, I, it's going to look just like this. And it's going to have that background. So yep. really the free plan isn't going to help me much unless I want that box for some reason. Yep. Um, but let's just check out the pricing real quick. So like I said, um, it's free. It's free forever, um, but you can't get PNGs. You can only do 800 pixel um, size size wise and um so it's kind of a low res type thing you have 50 megabytes of upload space so in other words if i want to upload something that maybe i made or my logo or something to insert into a design um, i have 50 megabytes to do that with the free plan it's up to a gig with the pro plan and i really think this pro plan is pretty good deal it's ten dollars a month if you do it by year if you decide you just want to try it for a little while it's 15 a month monthly and they'll you know, sure. so you can do it a few months and you say, ah, I'm not using it as much and just cancel it. Or you can just buy the whole thing for 120 bucks, have it for a whole year. Um, you can cancel any time, but you are, you're mandated to like, or, or they're not going to refund you. So if you buy a year and you only use it for six months, you're not going to prorate. Gonna, yeah. yeah. They're not going to prorate. You're, you, you can cancel it anytime. You can buy it and then cancel it immediately. Um, but you'll have that full year, um, to use it or that full month, depending on how you do it. Uh, so we were trying to figure out this whole credit thing per month. And the only thing I can think of is that 20 credits is going to get you 20 images that you have made that you sure. can download that that's my guess because I couldn't find it anywhere on this yeah. site. Um, with the expert, you get a hundred credits a month. Um, but with the pro and the expert, you, you also get like, um, uh, vector exports so they have vector id um things in here that you can uh download so uh, mm. obviously with vector you can make that thing as big as you want and you'll yeah. never have any pixelation which is really cool um and yeah and you get the full commercial license so no attribution um is required on that so that my friends is kittle it's very freaking cool i mean this is just ridiculous you know um all of these different projects you know you go to beach you know we're getting ready to come into the summer i just got back from hawaii look at this yep. tropical sunsets summer time to beach i mean these are cool looking um 
yeah, those are awesome. designs as they are. Yeah, the Miami <laughs> the, Beach one is really, really cool. This one, yeah, it kind of looks like our uh, yeah retro the or the yeah. synth wave, whatever that's called. Yeah, exactly. There's my shirt right there. Aloha. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you can you can imagine yourself playing with these things, coming up with different text options um, that you've figured out from other things. There's Juna again from Detour Shirts. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can find yourself, you know, playing with these things and coming up with some really, really cool t-shirt designs and, and coffee mug designs and just all of those things. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's relatively cheap at, you know, 10 bucks a month. That's really not that expensive. So, yeah. Yeah. I so think, yeah, that's Kittle. Yeah. We talk a lot about, um, you know, quality designs make the difference mm -hmm. in what you sell. So if it's $10 a month, if you're getting those kinds of high quality designs and it's something that is that easy to use and that easy to manipulate and you can, yeah. you know, and you can get it with no you know, attribution and you get the high res, you're going to make that $10 back. <laughs> I would imagine pretty <laughs> I would quickly. Imagine pretty pretty you'll soon. Make, yeah. You'll make that $10 a month back because those <laughs> are some killer designs. Uh, that are being used uh, on on Kittle. So yeah, definitely avail yourself of that. Try it. See what you think. Printonmancast.com slash Kittle. That's K-I-T-T-L. Uh, we get a little bit of a, uh, it's an affiliate, so we'll get a little bit of kickback if you want to support the show. And also just try it out. Like Travis said, try it for a month. And if you hate it, cancel it. If you love it, keep going. Um, and, then, yeah. and then go from there. So uh, yeah, so shout out to the guys at Kittle and Juna. We we should ask him. We should have him come on and kind of explain a deeper dive. What do the credits mean and what are the challenges? But mm -hmm. maybe that'll be a, uh, a a forthcoming episode. So with that being said, we're going to go uh, into this week's main event. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. All right, so it's possible that when you're using Kittle, like Travis alluded to, you might want to put these those designs on a coffee mug. So mm -hmm. that would require you to sublimate. And you might be saying, if, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the industry, I know I've seen a lot of Facebook group requests for people who are actually answering the questions, which sidebar, you gotta, or we're just not going to permit you to come in. Uh, but... I've seen a lot of people that have made requests over the last couple of weeks that are very new in this POD journey, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. super exciting to see that. And so if you're, you are one of those folks and you're listening to the show and you don't know what sublimation is, we want to kind of break down specifically the, the process of sublimating a coffee mug. It's something that is near and dear to Travis and I's heart because <laughs> it is where we started in this journey. Uh, of just sublimating coffee mugs. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you know the story, and you know what happened when we went to Portland NBM show and how we branched out into other things. But sublimation is where it started. So we want to talk about how do you sublimate a mug? But before we even go there, Travis, mm -hmm. what is sublimation? For the person that's out there like that, I, so that's a cool word to say. What the hell is it? <laughs> what is sublimation? <laughs> Sublimation is actually a scientific um, term for a uh, a uh, an uh, hmm, a liquid going from 
uh, going directly, no, a solid going directly to a gas with skipping the liquid state. And that's technically what sublimation is. Um, When we're talking about um, coffee mugs, that's, that's kind of what's happening because you print the transfer with a, a dye and we'll get into this a little bit more in detail, but you print it with a dye and the dye actually goes from a solid cause it's printed as a dye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes from a solid to a gas that then enters into the substrate and substrate is just a, another word for the, the item that you are sublimating. So, yeah. um, or printing on like a t-shirt is a substrate for a DTG printer. Yeah. Um, you can also sublimate a t-shirt if it's polyester um, and that's that's really the requirement for sublimation is that you have to have a polyester uh, substrate okay. or polyester coated substrate for those dyes to basically enter into um, and sublimate into. And then you have this gorgeous, full color, beautiful, um, very yeah. rich color, deep color. It's not going to come off in the wash washer. It's not right. going to come off in the microwave because it's been sublimated at a really high temperature. Yeah. That's higher than any dishwasher or microwave um, is going to get it. If, if your yeah. dishwasher <laughs> is washing dishes at this temperature, you have bigger problems. <laughs> I was I was just going to say uh, a caveat: any dishwasher should be running when you're washing dishes. But yeah. If you're if you're noticing that you know it's it's exponentially hotter when you're doing dishes, maybe call an expert to come and fix that. But yeah, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, tra- Travis, to your point, it it becomes kind of one with the the substrate. It's it's kind of indistinguishable. Yeah. It's not you can't feel where it starts and where it stops. You there's no rays. Mm-hmm. There's no rays. I mean, it's it's really really, uh, really easy. Not easy, but I, that's not the word I was looking for. But it's a very beautiful. Um, design. I know we saw some stuff to your point. It can be polyester coated, like the aluminum or the giant metal wall art that is polyester coated. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff is incredibly beautiful. Gorgeous. And we'll get into, you know, what, what it could take to possibly do that. But let's start again with a mug. Now we talked about it has to be polyester coated. So typically mm-hmm. uh, white mugs are kind of where people venture into. You can do black mugs, but there is a uh, a little bit of a, a hurdle or an obstacle when you're wanting to yeah. do those because the way it looks is if you have a coffee mug and the handle is black and then it will have a white box that kind of is wrapping around the mug where the design will go, which means that you have to then print the black ink <laughs> to the, the right. transfer paper itself. So you get varying degrees and shades of black when you try yeah. and meld, meld those together. So that's why white mugs are a little bit easier to do. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of variations on these recipes. And when I say yeah. recipe, what I mean is the time and the temperature and the pressure, those yep. three things can, um, change how black that black is. And so to Josiah's point, if, if you have this, you know, white area that's going around the coffee mug where the image is supposed to go and everything else is black because they know that in the end, it's supposed to be a black coffee mug with these, you know, these images on it. Um, you're going to print that all black except for the parts that are supposed to be white. You're not going to print anything in that those areas because, again, we're using dyes and you can't dye something white. 
um, you start with white and then anything, any color is going to be pushed onto or pressed onto the coffee mug. But that black area, your goal is to match up the black on the mug versus, yeah, versus the black in your ink. And, and so if you have any different amount of pressure in any part of your clamshell press or your silicone wrap that you're using, um, it can really kind of, it can discolor it and, and it looks, it can look kind of purple and you can see where that edge is. And I, I don't know, I, it's very hard to do accurately hundred percent of the time. There's just so many things. And if you change your mugs, forget about it. If you change your paper, you change your inks, all of these things, you know, will, um, will affect your, your recipe, you know? So, um, yeah, Josiah, thanks for sharing that, um, image of the, uh, yeah, you're muted. So no one can hear you, but cool story, bro. Yeah. So what I was saying to myself was the image that I, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, I showed, um, kind of the black mug, uh, what it looks like when you get it blank and then kind of what it can look like with the finished product. And even there on the example, you can see what that line is like that black is mm. not the same black that is the mug color. That's so a challenge, yeah. to Travis's point, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really, really big challenge to do that. So, um, there's a couple different ways, uh, as far as printing, how do you do this? Right. Um, so I know Travis, when you first started, you were retrofitting, uh, an inkjet printer. Is that, is that correct? Is that, am yeah. I, I remember that remembering that correctly, that it was an inkjet printer you were retrofitting? Yeah. I just bought a, some Epson, uh, printer for a hundred bucks on eBay or something like that. And then I, I bought a kit, um, and then the actual sublimation die. So I bought a kit that basically, um, uh, it had like all of the, uh, the, the print or the, uh, the ink lines, you know, and they yeah. were all new and they <laughs> yeah. all went to, and I basically had unplugged the old ink lines and plug these in and then put the sublimation dies. Cause it's not ink. It's a different, it's not CMYK ink, it's CMYK dyes and basically just retro fitted this, you know, hundred dollar printer. Um, so it could print out sublimation prints, um, way slower than any of the other options that yeah. we're going to talk about. Um, it just was a slower printer. There's probably ones out there that you could retrofit that were faster, but it was also a pain in the butt to, you know, you get clogs in the line sometimes or air in the lines or, you know, yeah. and, and it was just not, it wasn't meant for that. And so, right. You know, you'd, you'd mess up some mugs every once in a while, but it was a great option to start with because it yeah. only cost me 150, 175 bucks for the printer and all the parts and the inks and everything that I needed, Yeah, which is not, uh, is the, the ones we're going to actually recommend that are made for this. Um, you know, they're, much more. Well, you know, anywhere from 400 to a thousand bucks to if you go with the top of the line, well, not top of the line, but top of the line kind of desktop, um, you know, you're, you're paying 2,500 to $3,000 for that one. So yeah, yeah a lot of options for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we've got a couple options here. You've heard, you've heard us talk about this before. Uh, this company Sawgrass is kind of, I mean, I know a, a lot of people that use it. That's what we, yeah. we use. That's what Travis uses. Uh, but Sawgrass SG400 or 500, 
Um, Travis, what's the difference between the four and the 500 model? It's just a, yeah, the 500 is just their upgraded 400. So sometimes you'll find a 400 on eBay. It's the same as the 500. It's just 500 not, just yeah. has a little bit. It's their next gen, I guess. Yeah, Same with the 800 and the 1000. The 1000, yeah. So you've got the SG800 and the SG1000. Now those, the difference between the 800, 400, whatever, that is uh, size of the printable area, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you can also get a, um, a feeder uh, that allows you to go up to even a larger print area with the 1000 that you can't fit on the, the 500. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the 500 and the thousand are the ones that are current generations that you can buy, um, you know, at all the usual suspects that sell sawgrass anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, sometimes you can see that you can find these things on eBay or, or Amazon even, and they're the older right. gen. And, um, as long as they've been, uh, these things are tanks, by the way, like yeah. <laughs> I have had the same the last SG 400 here in this building. Um, gosh, uh, and uh, I don't know how long I've had it's, it's been two and a half years and we've printed tens of thousands of coffee mugs images yeah. on that. Um, and it does its own maintenance cycle. Yep. Um, you have to do a couple things with the rollers every once in a while, maybe once a month, once every couple months, uh, aside from that, you know, they keep their own print heads clean. I've never had a clog. Um, yeah. the downside I will say about the sawgrass is the ink cost is higher. Um, because they're cartridge based, uh, ink and it's not a bulk replace system. And so the actual ink cost, that's where they get you. That's where every printer company gets you yep. <laughs> is on the ink. <laughs> um, and sawgrass is no different. So they, no. they, you know, like it might take, it might cost you 10 cents, um, to print, you know, with of worth of ink to print, yeah. you know, um, a coffee mug if it's and if it's black it's going to cost you even more than that because you've got to print all that black stuff right um but as you get into bigger things and you start doing flat press stuff like on shirts or or baby onesies you know polyester onesies and things like that and you're making bigger images it can start to add up yeah. i've never really worried about it again because it's a coffee mug and there's so little I, mean, I mean we're just doing white coffee mugs and um we do two-sided costs less than 10 cents a pop yep. i'm like I can absorb that into my costs yeah. and it's very easy. Yeah. There's a couple sure. other options too out there. Yeah. So there's the Epson F170. It's similar to the SG500, but not a bulk ink system. Or, or uh, it is a bulk ink rather. Yeah. Oh, it is a bulk ink. Right. Yes. Yeah. It is a bulk ink system. So that's the difference between yeah. those two. And so much that, cheaper ink costs. Yeah. And then sure. Epson F3070, which is up to 24 inches wide with a roller. So those kind of large format ones, we alluded to the metal wall art earlier. Those are the kinds of printers you would need to to run in order to have something that was going to be you know sizable for large format. Yeah. So we actually have an F3070 um, here and we use it for our wall art. We also do these boat flags for a customer. Um, and we, you know, so we have the ability to go 24 wide and because we can put it on a roller, it can go infinitely yeah. long. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you just can't go beyond what you have the ability to press. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yep. But even, even that said, we did, um, some, uh, some mats, uh, like outdoor, like mats that you wipe like your feet on mats, before you come right? in. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We did a whole bunch of those for my wife was, uh, she was doing a, uh, fundraiser yeah, for I remember those. Yeah. I think it was for the, was it for the Marshall fires? 
yes. we were raising money for Marshall Fire. Yep. Yeah. Um, terrible fire in our area that happened on New Year's Eve. Um, 2021. Uh, 2021. Um, and we were raising money for that. And so we, we did some of these and we were able to print the whole thing. And then as we sublimated it, we just had to really be careful as yeah, we yeah. moved it to the side and then it. sublimated it sublimated again yeah yep yeah so there's many many printers that are much much yeah. much larger <laughs> much that do larger. sublimation um yeah you, you go know, to five, some of the trade shows yeah and you exactly. see them just operating they're just spooling out these sublimation prints on the floor as you're walking by it's right. just constantly running so so again just to recap that's the sawgrass sg 400 or 500 sg 1000 f 170 f370 uh not 3070 that is an epson printer but that is not going to do a sublimation for you and it's way more expensive uh it's the f370 so it's lots of lots of letters in all these names which by the way so side note you know my nephew and my cousin were here uh this last week and you they're at the poker game with us and Mm -hmm. uh you know my my nephew was you know we're talking about you know just sitting in the living room catching up and and he was like, hey, what's the ninth letter of the alphabet? And I was like thinking about it. And it was a, it was a complete guess, but I was right. <laughs> there you go. It's a thinker. It'll sneak up on you later. But that was this week's weekly dad joke for you guys. Oh, man. I couldn't figure out where to fit it in. And then all these letters just came up. So anyway, going back to the printers, you know, I guess a question that someone might have, Travis, is you're talking about this F370 that's 24 inches wide. And you're saying there's things that can print much larger. Maybe Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the questions is like, why would I ever need anything bigger? Then what these things can do 24 inches wide, I might need something bigger. Why would I ever need that? Yeah. And and I mean, that's a great question. And, and, you know, if you're just going to do mugs your entire, you know, that's as far as you want to go, you you probably don't. Um, But, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can, uh, you could sublimate, you can sublimate socks, you can sublimate shirts, you can sublimate, um, you know, underwear, you can send them. I mean, um, (laughs) like, arm sleeves for like those basketball players, you know, they have those cool arm sleeves, you know, um, you know, full wrap, full color arm sleeves that are just gorgeous. Um, so there's so many of these different projects that you can do. And if you get to a place where you're, you know, actually selling a lot of these things, a lot of these larger printers will have a cutter and, and you can, um, and we're going to, we're going to get to like what kind of paper you use and all that stuff. But, um, and as a matter of fact, our 3070 has a cutter. So when it's done, it'll cut off whatever. And so, um, we can, you, mean, you keep saying 3070 when you talk about that. Oh, I'm, you're right. <laughs> it's the Epson 370. It's their fault. Yeah. They made it too close together. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's the F370 as opposed to the sure F30. color f3070 yes is it the f3 i can't remember maybe it's an s3 i, I think it's the f3070 370 and they messed me up really bad and i'm yes. still messed up it is point the being, sure color f3070 you are correct <laughs> for, point being with the 370 sublimation printer it has a cutter and so as it's printing what we're what we can do what you can do is like in a rip software you can print off 
you know, even lengthwise or this way or however you want. If you're doing like socks or whatever, yeah. you can do several of them that are all the same size and then cut at the bottom and then do another batch and cut at the bottom. And it's all done by your rip software that you right. basically lay out, uh, you know, all of these designs, you throw them in there and it just goes, blah, 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 and then it pop populates them. You hit print and then it's cutting them. And then at the end you have a sheet of, you know, four or five, depending on how right. wide your printer is, you know, you, you just go through and you just cut once and you have all of your transfers for that batch of orders. So yeah. depending on your scale, um, you know, it, it really can benefit you to have a larger sublimation printer as you grow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned talking about the paper that you need to do these. Uh, you know, I think one of the things we used uh, was, uh, you know, that you guys used to the mug sheets that you just kind of mm -hmm. wrap around uh, the mug, yeah, pre-cut, one side or two side, yeah, pre-cut, print on one side, two side, whatever you want to do, uh, and then you're using, man, what is what is the, the like the default that comes with sawgrass? I forget what it's called when to load up the designs. Oh, um, the, the are you software. talking about the? Yes, I forget um, what it's called now because I know you guys use Photoshop. Well, no, we can use Photoshop. We actually use um, a a. Uh, it's a, a rip software called Q image, but it, oh, it's virtuoso print manager. So, yeah. 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 And, and that's so, 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 so Sawgrass, come with it. yeah. Comes with virtuoso print manager, which is a rip. So our Q image is our third party rip that we actually can build all of the print files very quickly and go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, like that sound. Blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then, um, and then from there it actually prints, to the virtuoso print manager which then prints it to it's ah, kind of convoluted sure but that's sure. how it works same with sub same with uh, photoshop photoshop will print to the, the virtuoso print manager and then and print yeah. to the the sawgrass so that's yep. sawgrass is kind of i don't really like the way they did that honestly um yeah they didn't need to do that like you can pretty much run any rip software with epson and you can bypass their um yeah you know their out of the box rip, um, but not with sawgrass. You cannot. So we had to kind of figure all that out. Yeah. But yeah. So those single sheets, you got the single sheets. Um, yep. you get a little bit bigger for the 15s. Um, you can get them big enough to where they cover the whole entire, um, mug from top to bottom and you can get edge to edge printing on these things. Um, it, obviously it has to stop somewhere because of that, um, handle, but, yeah. So you have a lot of options with pre-cut stuff. And again, you're going to pay a little more for them to cut it, but you don't have to cut it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's nice for, you know, when you have a lot of orders, you just have these, yeah. if they're all mugs, you just, you can print them. Uh, and to your point, you were saying you can print on both sides. What he's, what you mean by that is you can print one right here and then one next to it. So when you the wrap left side, the right, the mug, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's on both sides. Right, You're not printing printing yeah, on both sides of the mug. paper. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah, correct. Yeah, totally. And then you know we've got um, mug sheets as well. You got single sheets. You got mug sheets. And then like we talked about the larger format ones, you've got the roller with the cutting. Which again, to Travis's point earlier, I use the soft rip software to lay out those images and kind of tell it where to cut so that you can mm -hmm. kind of get that all worked out on the on the front end before you actually press print and yeah. run it to the printer. So the cool thing about the sawgrass, I'm not sure if the Epson has this, 
the F-170, but the Sawgrass has like guides on the um, tray, like the feeder tray. So you can put... Oh, right. When you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put that mug, you know, that yep. pre-cut stuff. You can choose how wide it is. It doesn't matter how wide it is because the guides will allow you to print it straight. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, and so what that allows you to do is, you know, use different size papers for different size jobs. Um, and so if you're doing, you know, like a, a baby onesie or something or uh, a sign or something like that, and you want to print it wider, you can go yeah. wider. If, if, if you have an SG 1000, you can go really wide. And if you, you know, have a, um, so either of those sawgrasses allow you to do that on the Epsons, like on our 3070, we can't use mug paper. It doesn't have the ability to get that thin. Um, I said it again, didn't I? You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the F three seventy. People are gonna be like, that guy's doing what with his thirty seventy? <laughs> Damn you, Epson. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what were you thinking? That's, but yeah, that's really funny. Um, so you've got a couple different methods of when it comes to actually cooking the mugs, which is to say actually sublimating the design to the mug. You can do a couple different things. You can do clamshell presses. They've got ones that are just singles. They've got doubles. They've got three, four, you know. They've got a lot that you can, you know, do all at one time, um, which is an option. Um, I know that's what uh, you guys use over there, Make Your Mark Design as well. And then you can also use convection ovens, which we use at What For Apparel. Get them at, like, Costco or Walmart. You know, it's got to be convection. you got to make sure that the heat, the air is moving through. Right. Um, but that allowed us to do, uh, you know, six mugs at a time throw it in there, mm -hmm. you know, leave it for a certain, you know, time, pull them out. And then you, you've got a mug that's cooked. Each one will to Travis's point to the whole recipe thing. It's going to look a little bit different um, or it's going to take, uh, you know, some dialing in. So when you're using a press, yeah. it's going to take some dialing in for the right pressure in the right time. You know, all it's, it, they, it's, we say it's a recipe because it is, you know, I've, I've always likened it to cooking because, sometimes you just got to mess with that recipe to make sure that it comes out just the way you want it, you know, and salt the taste or whatever. So there's a lot of tweaking that happens in these kind of processes to make sure that it's what you're looking for, that it's coming out to your, you know, specifications or what your, what your expectations are. So it could take some work. One note is that if you're using an oven, what you'll have to have is a mug wrap. So you basically mm -hmm. tape the mug or tape the, the paper, mug paper to the mug itself with some, uh, sublimation tape and then you'll get a like it's a silicone wrap with like the metal you know ends there's a hook and then there's the thing that it hooks into and you wrap it in there and just secure mm -hmm. it to go into the mug and that applies the pressure that is missing right. when you have a press when you have a clamshell press you don't need that because it's there's being pressure put on it when you're putting it in the oven you have to have something that's putting pressure on that paper so that it does uh it, you know sublimate successfully yeah, it avoids the what they call dye migration because yeah. there's not enough pressure. Um, and you can see this with like older clamshell presses that haven't had the heat element mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. changed out. You know, it's old. Yeah. They'll get like divots in them or whatever. And so where where those divots are, you can have what's called dye migration. And what happens is when you pull off the sheet and, or the paper and you look at the mug, they'll have like a little blurry spot or something. And that just means that the dye... Yeah migrated it kind of went out because it didn't have the pressure to push it directly into that substrate um so yeah there's lots of ways yeah. to screw this up yeah yeah there's a lot <laughs> there's lots of ways yeah it can be a little infuriating actually 
Uh, yes. In fact, so <laughs> uh, when it comes to cooling them, um, you obviously have to cool the mug down before you can touch it, whether it's coming out of the press or the oven, because it's very hot, as we alluded to very. earlier. So there's a couple of ways you can do this. You can let it kind of sit out and air dry. Um, you can have, I know, Travis, you guys used to have that giant kind of like convection tunnel where mm -hmm. convection might not be the right word, but it basically would cool them down after it cooked them um, mm -hmm. so that you can kind of let it air dry. So there's that option. Um, or you can, you know, baptize the mugs. Um, <laughs> you Probably not Catholic style baptism because it would take a while if you're just sprinkling. But if you do full submersion, uh, then you're going to get uh, faster <laughs> results. Uh, that's what, you know, a welfare apparel, we would just kind of put them in a cooler of water and then pull mm -hmm. them out and unwrap it and kind of makes everything a lot easier when you can touch them. To that point, though, if you're using an oven, you are going to want kind of some heat-resistant hand wear protection. Uh, yes, very important. It, it's not fun uh, when yeah. you burn yourself <laughs> with these things. It sucks. Uh, but those are the two, you know, different ways that you can kind of cool the mug down before you go into the packaging stage of things. Yeah, and if you're using a a convection oven like one of the ones that you guys had or we had, you're 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 doing like four to six mugs at a time, and so you're you're actually it's pulling a metal up tray. The, yeah, yeah, you're pulling out the entire rack and you're setting it off to the side. You know, so um, you absolutely need. Uh, yeah, and you have to undo the wrap. To, so you, yeah, you have to have something. Yeah. Yeah. We used to literally have an area just on one of the tables when we were at our shop in Longmont before we got the, um, uh, the, the tunnel dryer or the tunnel, you know, cooker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we would just take those wraps out. We had three, um, three going at the same time and they take a lot longer They take, they, they were taking about 12 minutes, 11 and a half to 12 minutes to fully sublimate in those yeah. dry, in those, uh, ovens. And then we would have, kind of just a, an area on a table um, that over time you could see where that metal had like kind of melted the the table a little yeah, bit underneath yeah. it, but they would just sit there and we'd know by the time the next one's coming out, you know, like six minutes or so we can, and they all have two trays. So you could load, you could have one preloaded yeah. and pull one out and put one back in. And, um, but we had kind of a method for that, but you did, you had to wait at least, at least six minutes Yep. before you wanted to touch any of that stuff. And it was yeah. still kind of hot after that. If you're not going to throw them in water, you really just need to leave them alone for a while. Put a fan on them maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, it sucks when that happens. They're hot. Uh, yeah. So uh, so next would be packaging. There's lots of options when mm -hmm. it comes to packaging. It just kind of depends on what you're wanting to spend because there's different price points, what you're willing to build into your price, what, uh, you know, what's going to protect it the best and also is budget friendly. <laughs> like there's lots of things to mm -hmm. consider here, um, but you can get like a five by five by five gift box with the medium bubble wrap, um, you know, or six by six by seven corrugated with a medium bubble wrap, or they have mm -hmm. those styrofoam shippers, kind of like the giant clamshells. You can kind of, and those of course are a little bit more expensive, but there, there's lots, you know, basically what we, what we did is, found a solution that worked for us and then we did some drop testing you know with some botched mugs which by the way you are going to have some mugs that just don't turn yep. out well so you know we use those for drop testing where we just kind of drop them from different heights and it's going to protect the mug and just trying to do some some testing to know that you know the solution we have is like i said both budget friendly and will actually deliver an intact mug through the chaos of usps uh, <laughs> shipping or ups shipping for that matter so you yeah, have lots of different 
uh, options when it comes to your packaging. Yeah, we've done pretty much every single thing you said. So the, the cool <laughs> thing about the gift boxes was that they, you know, they were white and they look good. But when we started doing 15s, we were like, oh, this really sometimes they bulk bulge up a little bit. And I don't know, they didn't look as good. Yeah, and it wasn't that pretty. Um, yeah. But, um, and they were much more expensive than the six by six by seven that we were um, started to use. But the bad thing about the six by six by seven is that you, it comes flat, that box comes flat and you got to build it. You got to build both <laughs> sides. Yeah. I mean, I guess the five by five by five did too. Um, but you just use a lot more tape, you know, that way. And yep. um, so eventually we did all the math and ran time trials and everything and just came to the point where we were like, even though the styrofoam shippers are a little more, um, we were able to buy them in such a bulk quantity that we were able to get good prices um, on the shipping and all of that stuff to yeah. bring it to where when you look at the fact that I can do three, I can package and label three styrofoam shippers in the same time it took me to do one six by six by seven. Yeah. Um, that time savings um, really actually made those shippers pretty much the exact same price. And we were yeah. three times as fast. Yeah. So um, it made a lot of sense to, to, to move that way, especially in Q4. Yep. Um, and we're going to use those until our supplier runs out of them. <laughs> and then <laughs> we might have to switch back. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Um, they're giving us a really good price on them and I hope they can continue to do that. Um, but yeah. yeah, you've got to find, I've, I've heard of other people that have tried to, you know, ship these things in four by four by four, like an 11 ounce with little to no, you know, like wrap them in paper type thing. Oh my gosh. And that's just a recipe for Scares destruction. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. Literally. Yeah. Uh, it's just not big. You know, there's just not enough room to protect it with bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that. Yeah. So consider to Josiah's point doing several drop tests mm -hmm. um, before you land on one know, particular yeah. way that you're going to, you're going to ship these things because yeah. USPS does uh, unthinkable things with our products. Unthinkable. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, sides, to your point about building the boxes, there was multiple days where Jason and I would challenge another person in the shop be like, okay, box building contest. <laughs> Here's a stack of 20. Here's my stack of 20. Whoever, you know, whatever we decided to put right. on as, as the incentive, but we would just sit there and just crush boxes and build them super quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, you have to kind of gauge, you know, what you're willing to, the trade-off would be because the next thing we want to talk about as we kind of wrap this up um, is returns and broken mugs. Cause the reality mm -hmm. is of course, you're going to get some returns. That's, yeah. that's a given, right? Um, so people might not like it or it might not look the way they thought it would look or what have you. You're going to get returns. It's going to happen. But the other thing you're going to have, regardless of what you do for your packaging option, is there's going to be a certain percentage of them that break um, yep. because of what the shipping is and how they handle. Have you ever seen, you know, people that handle your luggage going into an airplane, you know, <laughs> the luggage cargo of, of an airplane? That's, you know, not any better than what USPS does with your right. mugs or the things you're shipping to customers. Yeah. Even uh, if you put a fragile sticker on it, yeah, you know, it doesn't don't, matter. don't fool yourself. Yeah, that you does not custom, matter to them. You could custom <laughs> print a box that's red with fragile, just fully wrapped in every area. <laughs> and it will not matter. It does not matter to yeah. them. So, but we have, we have to decide is how, you know, how can you mitigate that percentage by the right packaging? And sometimes it might be a little bit more expensive mm -hmm. than what you're initially wanting to spend on how you package and ship. 
but understanding that on the back end you could be saving yourself not only um you know returns for broken mugs but also we've talked about the power of reviews we've talked about how word of mouth for your shop whether it's your amazon store your etsy shop if people uh -oh. are leaving comments and it's you know a lot of them are what happened Why sorry did you say, uh -oh. i don't know you like froze for two seconds and then you came back and am i back yes oh, okay like all of the packets <laughs> delivered at the same time so you started talking really fast you know and then oh it yeah, yeah. Back down, and you're fine now okay we're good okay now i was just talking about you know the power of reviews and word of mouth and the reputation yeah. of your shop that if you're if there's a bunch of reviews all coming in at once about how your people are getting broken mug after broken mug after broken mug you're going to cost yourself mm -hmm. a lot more money than you know the 10 cents 20 cents that it was to maybe invest in some more packaging that would better mm -hmm. insulate and protect so again it's a it's a delicate dance and balance and the the odds are uh, much like you know they say freshmen going into college will change the, their major x amount of of times before they graduate whatever solution you go with when it's your freshman year in the pod industry <laughs> you'll change that solution before <laughs> before too long it, you just have to be willing to to kind of be uh you know malleable and uh, mm -hmm. so yeah yeah anything else Travis? i was just i was just gonna say we literally um made a decision today to um after some testing to switch pre-treat and um oh yeah we're because we we there's a new one out on the on the market and we're able to cut it with uh, like do a 50 50 on this particular one and it's nice. the same price so we're literally cutting our price in half yeah. by doing that but that's the whole idea is like you keep you you keep just uh changing over time you know you're mm -hmm. you're developing you're yeah. evolving i guess even yeah. uh, as a business and you're, you know new products come out new like these shippers were completely out of my price range when i first started um and uh and so now they aren't you know i yeah. mean and so we had to reestablish. we had to do all the math and figure all that out and so you're constantly doing that in business to your point so where you start is not where you will end yeah for sure yeah, you have to be willing to adapt to whatever comes your way mm -hmm. so that's what it is well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and uh, we are happy to be back with uh, rec the recording and getting back in that rhythm, at least until I leave to South America. Yeah, this, so. this was supposed to be an interview, actually. We did, <laughs> you said you'd get back to that, but you never did. I know, um, Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be an interview, but the guest that we had lined out um, just... I mean, he kind of went unresponsive. He kind of ghosted. Uh, to I still don't know if he's responded or, or filled um, looking, out the, the, nope. um, the sheet that we had for him to fill out. But I don't know what happened. Yeah, he, he was responsive this afternoon, and then about you know twenty half an hour, twenty minutes to to go, he kind of just disappeared. So it got to a <laughs> point where you know we decided just to uh, well not to just beat this sound. But it was one of those things where I was like, I think on principle, we're just going to maybe reschedule him because it's been a minute since he's responded. <laughs> so so this is this is what we had to do. And we had to adapt to uh, to what was going on. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We are hoping to have, you know, that guest on in the future uh, yeah. if he's able to reschedule for sure. So. All right. So here's how uh, I enter into um, the the diatribe of information. Attention hotline fans. All right. So 
If you guys uh, want to join the conversation, join the family, join the fun. Uh, there's one place you can do that that we always tell you guys about because we're trying to grow that community a lot is printedemandcast.com slash Facebook that takes you to the group. I mentioned earlier, you have to answer the questions. If you don't answer the questions, there's no guarantee that we'll actually let you into the group. We just need to know that you are who you say you are and you're not just trying right. to collect Facebook groups like arrows in an in a archer's quiver. Okay, we just need to know that you're legit. So with that being said, printonemancast.com slash Facebook is where you can go to do that. Lots of activity happening, lots of questions. It's awesome to see the engagement between fellow members, not even just Travis and myself, but fellow members within the group um, answering questions for one another. If you uh, are Instagram, uh, have an inclination to use Instagram more than Facebook, we're there too, printonemancast.com slash Instagram as well. Um, as we start, uh, you know, if we, we go to more trade shows or more in the moment content, if we're if we're recording in person, a lot of like in the moment happening content will be there in story form, real form. So go check that out as well. And then printonemancast.com slash YouTube is also where you can go uh, to catch these videos. Uh, it's basically serving as a sort of an archive of past episodes mm -hmm. in video form. So that's where you can find that. And then the other thing that you guys can do that we've talked about is go to printondemandcast.com and just sign up for the newsletter. Uh, we won't spam you. We won't annoy you. We will give you educational and entertaining information just like we do here in the podcast and a bonus dad joke bonus. will come to you when you subscribe to the newsletter. So please avail yourself of that as well. As you've heard Travis and I allude to over the last couple of weeks, we're trying to really grow this and see what this brand, this business, this show, I don't know what you guys want to call it, what it could become as we try and grant, grow the community around us. So I'm super excited and thankful for you to do that. Again, printonemancast.com, sign up for the newsletter. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever there are podcasts, the PODcast is there for you. Thank you for pushing play. Do us a favor, leave a review, uh, and let us know what you think of the show. Share this show out, text it to your friend, post it on Facebook. If there's people that are in the industry that are beginning, just starting out, and you know someone that needs this information, share it directly with them. It is greatly appreciated. Your guys' mm -hmm. word of mouth, your guys' influence is one thing that will grow this show uh, quicker than anything. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to do that. Travis, anything else before we wrap this up? I was just looking up our Google or our Apple ratings just to see. It looks like we got 35 ratings. Somebody gave us a one star. I are think we should, we should come after them. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but huh. I don't know who you are. It but I have but a particular a, set of skills. I'm going to find how to delete it. And I'm going <laughs> to remove it. But no, I have nothing else that's actually going to further the, the information shared yes. on this podcast. Okay, well, go counteract that one person's one-star review and leave us, uh, you know, four or five stars uh, would be awesome. But thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time right here on the Printer Demand Cast. For Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you then. See ya. It's been so long you forgot your, your <laughs> line. 
Hey, babe, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.